0: Ask the Podcast Coach is recorded in front of a live chat room. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. Ask the Podcast Coach for February 1st, 2020.
1: Let's get ready to podcast
0: there it is it's that music that means it's saturday morning it's time for ask the podcast coach where you get your podcast questions answered live i'm your host dave jackson from the school of podcasting.com if you'd like to uh come join us we're over at ask the podcast coach slash live or if you want to join in just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, and you will show up right here on the screen with myself and that guy right over there. You know him. You love him. Don't be fooled by cheap imitations. The one, the only, Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy?
1: Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Apparently, this is this podcast sponsored by Craftsman. I didn't get my, uh, tool box. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get my tools out of the way before the show. Good to be back, and uh, happy Saturday morning to you. Uh, uh, apparently a spotty February for us, I think with your travels and yes. my, my stuff and, and, uh, get hip at, at Gallup. So we got, um, we got a busy February. Be patient with us. As we get back into March, everything will return back to normal.
0: Yeah, I am. Uh, I am gone the next three weeks. I am at, I'm in San Francisco next week for my birthday. Uh, the following week after that, I am at podcast evolutions and then the week after that, I am at the Spark Christian Conference in Houston. So, uh, but we'll be back. Are you back on the 29th? Are you available? Uh, no, I think I am. Yeah, okay. I think I am. Yeah. So in theory, yeah. we should be back on the uh, the 29th with a little lots bit of, of a
1: hiatus of, of sorts.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what to maybe put some things in the feed between now and then or whatever. Maybe I'll take some of the, the post show that the public has never heard and and. Work those into an episode in a way. We'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Jim, you've been out traveling and doing all sorts of uh, fun stuff. So, uh, Well, not
1: actually traveling. Well, but yeah, you, we, we did a we did at Gallup this week. We did what we call our Gallup Learning Series. And it's a seven-part seven series. We did three podcasts on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, three on Thursday. Invited everybody we knew. We got about 2,300 people to, to register, which we use Eventbrite for. We'll so maybe talk about that a little bit later. And, um, you know, the live numbers, it's really, really interesting, uh, I think, for this audience, as we think about live uh, versus who actually registers. If you ever do a registered event or you ever get anybody to sign up for anything, typically, and I'll ask you, what kind of percentage do you think of those people actually show up that register? So you get 1,000 to register.
0: How many show up live? You said do it's you, a free event? It's free. Yeah, uh, it's free. I'm going to say
1: one, 1%. 1%. We So we do pretty well in okay. that area, <laughs> a little more than one, but it, you would, you'd think more than 50 and yeah. it's not, it's like 30, Really, like 30%. Yeah. Pretty consistent for us. If I get somewhere between 30 and 50%, which you think, why, why would you register and then not show up to that volume? But it, it's true. It's just, I live. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: this is a live event on the internet. Like a webinar or yeah, like web, like a webinar okay.
1: webcast live on YouTube. I,
0: I was talking to some people a couple of weeks ago and they were saying how they do these. Cause I have a webinar coming up uh, and they said um, a lot of people just sign up to get the replay.
1: Yeah. Yep. No, right on. It's a, that's a very valid point. Like, Hey, I'm just going to get it. I'm going to put it on my calendar. I'm going to go watch it later, which the, the numbers may work out because so the very first session we had 400 live, which it's pretty great. I don't That's do huge. that many shows, right? I get four hundred live. Couple lessons learned from four hundred. It uh, it decreased a little bit as it went along, but not too much. By the end of the week, we were doing maybe two to fifty live, uh, wow. which was pretty good. Um, but the 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 there's a couple things we learned in that uh, by doing it. One is you get anything over a hundred live in the chat room gets a little unruly. Like you just, cause it's just like this. We use Google, oh, yeah. we use YouTube, but we're, I'm doing it just like this chat room gets a little unruly. And, um, so you gotta, you gotta have kind of methods. I, I think next year I'm going to try and get more people to help me in the chat room from Gallup, not just me and in the programs that we had, where I had people from Gallup that was, um, that was actually super helpful, uh, to do. So it's just kind of a, it's kind of a rush. It's a great way to meet your customers. It's an awesome way to get engagement. The YouTube numbers then double or tripled in the, in the 24 hours preceding the program. So to your point about people watching it later, we do 300 live. Uh, I would come in the next morning and look at yesterday's numbers and those YouTube numbers would, would have gone to 900 or a thousand, wow. which yeah, you're, you're. I think your instincts are right. People go back and watch those a little bit later. We got tons of positive feedback on it through our Facebook groups. People saying, oh, I really appreciated that. Best year ever. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, it's seven hours plus probably, oh, a couple hundred hours of work of all various resources and scheduling and getting people to come on and resources to come and speak and pre-shows and prep, right? You think about all the it's things that work. you have to do. Yeah, it is a lot of work. Um, But it does create really good engagement. And it's one of those things I think I'm most proud of for Gallup for doing for their customers. I don't know a lot of organizations that would put those kind of resources into that small of a target group and really, you know, really kind of pull out all the stops for it. So it's it's always a great week. We do it once a year Uh, opposite our summit. You know, we have this summer summit where people come out and join us live. Um, for an in-person event, but uh, super, super fun and, and really, uh, I learned a lot, uh, every year I kind of learn a lot about, okay, let's, we stepped it up by the way, that 12 or that uh, 2,300 registration number was double what we did last year. So that That's was a another, whole lot of people. It is. Yeah. 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 That group, it's interesting. The target audience didn't grow that much last year. That target audience was about a thousand, about 7,000 and we got about a thousand of them to come. This year, that target audience about eight thousand. We got twenty three hundred to come, so we're starting to do some like, okay, what did we do different, and how mm. do we, how do we approach this, and why? What's going on? I think Eventbrite's kind of some of the key to that, but um, yeah, pretty cool. Kate, okay, okay, coming off of a week like that, now I did seven hours of podcasting. I was going to say you
0: you mentioned <laughs> seven hours, and I was like, wait, yeah.
1: what? So, with a half an hour pre and a half an hour post. And the post was a private debrief where we would debrief with the teams. Like, how to go? What'd you think? What, like some of those. So everyone was two. So that's 14 hours
0: of, wow. of,
1: of work. It's coming in early. Like, so one of them kicked off 7am central, uh, Tuesday and, and Thursday. So of course I'd have to be in at six, which shouldn't mean I have to be up at four thirty. Yeah. I was like, you know, and then you do, we do a 7am, a noon, no, a 7 a.m., a 1 central, a 7 p.m. central, all in the same day. So, three, trying to capture those time zones, right? Is it right? the
0: same presentation, just multiple? No, it's different no, stuff. Different, completely
1: different. Yeah. You're yeah. uh, yeah, trying to catch time zones.
0: Gary in the chat room says he's seeing about 30%. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, it's a good number. And so, you're just using StreamYard, right? Because he's correct. He, correct. he uses WebEx. Um, I Yeah, mean, we
1: find StreamYard super easy with YouTube.
0: Yeah. Right? I, I'm doing something just for the registration. Maybe that's where you're using Eventbrite. I use Zoom for all of my coaching stuff, things like that. Uh, love Zoom. And I just decided just to kick the tires on webinars. So I, I bought their webinar package, which I want to say is an extra 30 bucks 40, or something 40. like that. 40. Yeah, I think it's 40. 40. <laughs> 40 bucks. And um, yeah, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash webinars with an S, uh, that'll take you there. I'm doing a, a, a webinar. What I'm going to do is take the things that are stopping people. Like I did that survey, kind of looked at a bunch of Facebook groups and I'm gonna do one on like, okay, I don't understand like gear and technology and that whole thing and I'm just gonna go, all right, why, here's a mixer, here's a USB interface, here's a microphone, here's this, here's that, here's squad cast. Let's just talk about what all these do and now just kind of turn it over to the audience and go, what are you doing? Okay, I have me and a guest host, me and a guy in the same room, Need to interview people on the internet. Okay. So you need an interface and you need Squadcast, you know, and just kind of this is that, 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 that whole nine yards. So what are you using? Uh, so Eventbrite then yeah. is. So
1: it, with using StreamYard and YouTube, you don't get the analytics that you should. If you like, if you use WebEx or Webinar or whatever you're using mm-hmm. or Zoom, you get some pretty decent analytics on the backside of who came and how long and where they stayed and those things. We don't necessarily, it's not, we don't care. I I prefer an easier of use system. Anytime you introduce a login, you got to have somebody dedicated full time 30 minutes before and 30 minutes after you start only handling login questions like that's the, you have to provide tech support because people have trouble logging in and they can't do this and they can't do that unless the browser doesn't work and blah, blah, blah. So I just prefer to go easy peasy YouTube, and even with YouTube, we have I still have a, a handful of emails that I get that morning. I can't get logged in. I can't find it. I'm, right. I'm getting blocked. Right? I can't find the chat room. You know, some of those kinds of things that give it. But we use Eventbrite to kind of um, invite everybody to this event and get them signed up. You capture their email address. You can communicate with them that yeah. way. Eventbrite has a couple features, I think, for podcasters that are, are really, really helpful. One is the follow feature, right? So if you have an account over there and you create an event or you're a regular, you have regular events, people can follow you. And the emails that Eventbrite sends, Dave, are awesome. Like, so I create a new event. If you're following me, you get an email, branded, looks great. And it says, hey... In this case, Gallup has a new event that you might be interested in, and it shows the event I just scheduled, and it goes out to anybody who's following me. They've opted into it; it's their permissions. Like it's you, you don't have to worry about it going to a spam filter. Like it's pretty great, right? Yeah. So they get that, and then at the bottom it says, "Here's some upcoming ones." Mm. Like here's some upcoming ones that are that are coming up. Those are always the three most recent, or the ones that are coming up the soonest, right? So I've gotten on this regular cadence of posting new events about two months before they happen at Gallup. So one at a time, one per day, only three per week. I don't want to overload them with too too many emails. Right. And then they get that and they're like, oh, hey, this is happening two months ago, but this is happening this week. And um, within an hour, I get 30 to 60 signups every time I send out an email
0: interesting
1: and yeah and it's like it got me thinking like should i be doing this for home gadget geeks like that's typically not what you would think of eventbrite for those right. kinds of things but we're live every Thursday. W- w- why wouldn't I give my folks an opportunity to use the Eventbrite calendar to kind of keep up to date? I could put the guest information in there. They yeah. can put a calendar thing on there. I've been monkeying with the calendar functionality inside WordPress, and all the calendar plugins mm-hmm. a little sketchy. Yeah. You know, you're kind of oh, and then they, of course it's then it's a paid model right away. You like oh hey if you oh. You want titles? Oh no, that's you're gonna have to pay for those. And you're like that's a basic, it's a basic thing of an event, you know. Oh, you want a time? Okay, so um, Eventbrite has that. Um, so one, that is one thing we learned of kind of consistent communication. You can also in the event, I would send them a two day and a one hour reminder of like, hey, we're going live in an hour. Yeah. I think that going live in an hour changes things because. Because two days out, okay, uh, I kind of remember, but an hour out, mm, I think you have a good chance of actually grabbing uh, somebody in there to say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I better, I better, I better get logged better in. Get I better get ready, go, I better, yeah. I better remember this. I knew it worked because an hour before, I would see 25 people hit the chat room, right, because they got the reminder, and then they're like, oh, I need to go over there. Oh, it's in an hour. So I know that email is working again. That may be another nice. thing, right? I'll it's to like, do that. Ooh, yeah. And then a post, I don't think it's a bad idea. We do a post show follow up email to them through Eventbrite that says, Hey, because only 30% join you. Many of them may even forget they signed up. And so a post show like, Hey, we did it. Here's the link to the show. Yeah. You can want whatever, by the way, you can do a ton of marketing inside those emails.
0: Right? Have you ever so, used um, Facebook events? No, me no. neither. I saw that and I was like, mm, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how much it reminds anybody or, you know what I mean? It's one of those things like, yeah, I yeah. can put it there, but is it really going to do anything? Um, Fred had a question in here. Um, I saw a tutorial on Zoom and it really looked too complicated. It's if you're used to Zoom meetings, it's not a whole lot different. You just go in, you add a, add your logo, a little branding for me. I loved it because when you sign up, I'm going to, it's going to ask you, do you have a podcast? Like, I want to know who my audience is. Uh, So I'm going to get that information from the registrants so I can see who I'm talking to. Uh, Then you put, where do you want them to go when the webinar is over? Which is great, because if you're promoting a product, you just go, hey, thanks so much. When they go, and I'm leaving, boom, your stuff goes in front of them. And kind of what Jim was talking about, how often do you want to remind them that the webinar is coming on? Uh, you know, do you want an hourly the day before, a week before all that other stuff? So there's a lot of, but the, what's great is I went through and I set it up and then I said, save this as a template. So mm-hmm. now the next time I do that, I just bring it up, change the information about the webinar and, um, there you go. So, um, uh,
1: Eventbrite has templates too yeah. that work really, really well. They are also very motivated to have their mobile game together. So all their stuff looks just as good on mobile as it does on the web. Um, so it's, if you're, if you're interested in seeing how we're using it at Gallup and I'm scheduled 90 days out, so you can kind of see a whole bunch of events, go to gallup.eventbrite.com. We also got a vanity URL, which is pretty cool. Gallup.eventbrite.com. Um, and you can kind of see how I've structured the events we use. We're now using kind of branded and pictured album art like you would use on YouTube We're yeah. using that on Eventbrite because we're finding, you know, that face, people like to see other people's faces.
0: Who owns Eventbrite?
1: I don't know. That's a good, it's a really good question.
0: Because it's like, it's one of those things that's been around forever and it's just slowly eked in front of everybody and hasn't, you know, I am I know there's like brown bag something. There's another ticketing service, but it seems like everybody just goes back to Eventbrite and, and they're not super... It's kind of like PayPal. They take a, a chunk of the ticket, you know, like any other ticketing. Yeah, when it's paid, when
1: it's paid, you can do free events for free. That's the yeah. that's the great thing I think right now about Eventbrite is they've never um, they've never cranked down on their free plan. And so, if you have yeah. free events like a podcast and you just want people to come out live, it's a great way to organize. Yeah, those. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and speak, like speaking of events, if you're looking for podcasting events like my own stuff might as well podcasting events.net is uh, a website. I, I put together quickly speaking of horrible calendar uh, tools. It's okay. Of course, James Cridlin and in true, you know, Daniel J. Lewis, James Cridlin, both those guys are big geeks under the hood and James is pulling the RSS feed. And it turns out that some of the data isn't in the feed. And he's like, Hey, can you hack that thing? And I'm like, I'm not you. I'm not, (laughs) I I don't write code, you know? Um, Mm. Fred in the chat room is saying, Did you hear that uh podcast movement twenty twenty in LA now has a new ticket? Uh, one that is only for exhibits and keynotes. Um, he says shades of the past, uh, of the free pass for the old new media expo. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, they're just trying to get well, well that's it's it's smart because it gets first it, year. it gets your sponsors, some people, you know, in theory. So and what's interesting about that, if you listen to Dan on the new media show that was not supposed to be as podcasting one-on-one ish as ones in the past. And they had, you know, talk about listening to your audience. They had people that said, no, no, where's like the podcasting one-on-one stuff. So uh, I'll actually be speaking some podcasting one-on-one stuff at, uh, at that. So I'm looking forward. It's going to be fun. I, I love going to a first time of anything because it's nice to look back and go, yeah, I remember when it was just this wee little thing. So
1: Dan, Dan's got a stuff together, man. that guy, yeah. That guy that I listened to that whole interview he did with, with Rob and Todd and he's just, they, those guys are just doing it right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's things going wrong, but they're they're getting more right than they're getting wrong. And uh, it'll be, it'll be fun to see how this transition conference goes here in a couple of weeks. And if it's viable for them, I don't think they know yet. It, it, they're kind of yeah. like, I don't know if this is going to happen again. Let's just see how it goes. And, I like that approach of the kind of pivoting a little bit, listening to the feedback. Like I think people have been saying, it'd be great to have more of these.
0: Yeah. I forget. So. I forget the, uh it might've been pod Lords. Jared was on and explained after year two, and this was the year that they like just worked year round and promoted and blah, 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 blah. And they were like thousands of dollars in debt. Like mm. they, they told like, how'd you like to like, just keep telling your wife, honey, it's okay. But at the end of this, we're going to be rich. You know, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to miss so and so, but that's all. Right. You just we're good. and you get done. You're like, yeah, we're like, you know, it, it didn't was, work. It was like, yeah, yeah. it was like we're yeah. we're six grand, twenty grand. It was a lot of money, whatever it was. And I was like, holy schnikes that's that's got it. Uh, so the next time I see Jared's wife, I'm going to be like, you're a saint, because I would have been like, all right, enough of this podcast crap, you know. So. Uh, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, looking forward to going San Francisco. Um, I did find out, do we care about flight horror stories? It, it's a good thing and a bad thing. I had a flight. I mean, we got the
1: coronavirus virus going around right yeah. now,
0: so why not? Add I, it <laughs> uh, I had a flight from Cleveland to San Francisco in San Francisco back to Cleveland. And then it dawned on me, I'm going to be home for a day before I turn around and fly to Los Angeles. So I, I'm, I do a lot of my stuff through Tavelocity. I'm like, how much is it to change my ticket? They're like 200 bucks. I'm like, that's stupid. It's because the, the flight from San Francisco to Burbank is 59 bucks. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm eating half that ticket. So I, I book a one-way ticket from San Francisco to uh, L.A., and then I book a one-way ticket from L.A. to Cleveland to get me home. Okay. okay. They keep canceling my ticket. And I'm like, why are they doing this? Because their system is trying to figure out how I'm going to be on two planes at once. Uh, It took a while to figure it out, but it was like, and I'll give Travelocity credit. Um, They finally called the airline for me and said, look, this guy's, because at that point I had three tickets that I bought and they, it was quite the the pain in the butt. So that's
1: probably an anti-terrorist thing, right? Where you're buying tickets, it's obviously your ID yeah. So yeah, that is when you, when you're planning that kind of travel, that is, I, I, and you gotta be careful. One time I booked, uh, Omaha to Portland, Portland to Seattle to be at a Microsoft MVP, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I wanted to take the train from on the way home. I wanted to take the train from Seattle back to Portland, spend some time with my sister and then grab the plane back. So i was just going to skip the leg. Like I thought, well, okay, I'll just show up in Portland and yeah. jump on the plane. No, no. If you miss the first leg. They cancel everything, so oh, you know, like, oops. I, I didn't, and yeah, so um, I was like, oh, well, I guess so. I had to go. <laughs> I think I went because I, I was planning to be in Portland for a couple of days, so I think I went down to Portland and then went back to Seattle. Got on the plane, flew back to Portland, <laughs> and then flew home. It's just the weird. It's just the weird travel yeah. stuff that we do for safety.
0: You're, you're getting praise here. Uh, Jim's Gallup uh, Eventbrite page looks awesome. So yeah. Do they, Thanks. Do they give yeah, you a lot great. of uh, room to. They like, do.
1: Yeah, they do. They're They're a big art it. and it looks good and it's clean and there's very few restrictions on title length. And again, gallop.eventbrite.com um, a big graphic that you can put up front. If your events are free, it's free, which is great. Nice. Um, yeah. I think it's a great, I, 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 again, I, I tried this maybe four years ago with Eventbrite, or, I started doing my podcast. I started putting the kind of the podcast out there. Mm-hmm. I am not really good at regularly updating those things. Yeah. But now that I do it for work, we weren't using it as much at work. Now that I use it at work, maybe I'll be a little more inclined, but that may be again, one of those things people want. Sometimes people want the calendar invite, right? So they register for the event. They get, get the iCal, download it, put it in, in outlook or whatever, right? To be able to do that. And that just gives them all the options, the power is in following, uh, no no doubt. You you want your listeners to follow you, so you have the right to advertise to them when you have new events coming up. And so, we've done a big push the second half of last year and in f- this year to get them to subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Eventbrite. I don't hear a lot of podcasters saying that, so that no. may be right. That may be one of those. It's been incredibly powerful for us to use Eventbrite in that way. Um, now we have a very professional audience. They're used to this. Right. It may work well in that, but
0: you know, maybe that's your audience too. Did you, uh, did you get the new email from Apple? Uh which one? Uh, the one that kind of just gives examples of how to use. Well, I can just read it if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, dear podcast creator below are some updates to help improve the experience for your listeners on Apple podcast, Joe availability and content updates. Apple routinely checks each podcast RSS feed to detect new episodes as well as metadata or artwork changes. Our system will display the changes on Apple podcasts within 24 hours after detecting them. So again, when you change something in Apple, it's going to take a day for it to show up. It's a mirror of whatever you're using to make your feed. Uh, you don't need to perform additional actions. Simply confirm the new episode or content updates are successfully published on your hosting provider's platform. And after 24 hours, if your new episode or content updates don't appear on Apple Podcasts, sign in to Podcast Connect and follow these steps. So they're saying, look, if it's been 24 hours and your episode isn't showing up, here's what you can do. But notice, that is the criteria, if it's been more than 24 hours. All right, so continuing on. Uh, click my podcast, check the status section to confirm your show is active. So if your feed is, you know, invalid or something and they've turned it off, uh, you'll see that there. Um, it says if your show is in a failed validation status, troubleshoot the issue and resubmit your feed. Uh, check the time and date when your show was last refreshed for artwork changes. Make sure the new image file has a different file name than the previous one. So if they have something like logo JPEG, make your new file, you know, logo 2.jpeg dot uh, JPEG and then meets the artwork requirements. And this is the one that killed me. Uh, if you've confirmed the above items, so your feeds valid, it's been refreshed and it's still not there. Uh, and it's been more than 24 hours. So again, they keep hitting this 24 hours. Since your podcast was last refreshed. select refresh feed uh, podcast. Connect will schedule an update. Please allow up to Jim. Want to guess 24 hours, 24 hours for this process to complete. Note, don't refresh your show with every new episode or RSS feed edit. I'm going to repeat that again. Don't refresh your show with every new episode or RSS feed edit. Now, why am I saying that? Because there used to be a way to ping Apple and everybody pinged it all the time, 24-7, and they took it away. So if if everybody goes in and just refreshes all the time, they're going to take this away.
1: Relax, people.
0: Yeah. Relax. Uh, fundamentals of podcast marketing. So now we get to learn how to market from Apple. When marketing your show, it's helpful to keep in mind why and how people listen to podcasts. Learn more about podcast marketing fundamentals, which include tips and tools to help grow your audience. For example, you can learn how to build and grow your show's brand, write effective marketing copy describing your show. So, again, I always tell people, you know, you need to to explain what to expect and who's the show for. Uh, Then it says level social media to build your audience. To me, I just want to go, duh, you use use the listen on Apple podcast badge to promote your show or episode or collaborate with other podcast creators to generate buzz for your own show uh, regards the Apple podcast team. In other words, don't rely so much on us. (laughs) Kind of. And it's just relax people. Yeah, I I get that every day. I just released my episode. Yeah. And it's not, well, I get the, it's not anywhere. And then I also get a bunch about Apple. And the other thing, this is, a, and the, the thing that killed me is they didn't mention in that thing, when you, it said, meet Apple specs. I want Apple so badly to put in their specs. Your file size, your file size should be less than 500 kilobytes. It's this weird, unwritten rule. We all know it, but they never publicized that. And yet when I see problems with shows not updating, it's because their their artwork is 2.8 megs. And I'm like, yeah, you're four times over your, your limit. So, but the other one is if you're looking at Apple podcasts and your links don't work, like your links don't even show up, like you have links in your show notes and also your show notes are one giant paragraph. You have done a search for your show and you found it, but you didn't subscribe. And that drives me nuts that the show notes look different if you subscribe versus if you're, and I have videos that I, I send to people, Mike, look, here's, here's an example they go, Oh, that's really stupid. And I go, Uh-huh. Yep. Send your email to Steve Jobs at because that's <laughs> man, that's where it's going. So but yeah, people do panic after twenty four hours and
1: they do. We we it does it does cry that we I, I think we actually need a little bit better of a system than we have. Like, you know, Rob and Todd have been talking about a new RSS spec yeah. of some kind. And it is it does kind of feel a little two thousand three ish. You know, sometimes RSS, you're kinda of like and you know, what's funny. RSS has been around a long time. Nobody knows what it is. <laughs> when, I, when I, when I talk to people about podcasting and I'm like, so, so, you know, RSS, right? And they're like, mm, no, mm, you're like, no. So it's, we, we, I, I think, I think we need to blow the system up and, and do something different. Like, I,
0: I, it's so stuff. weird. Cause when, when blogging was like, you know, when <laughs> blogging ruled the world, everybody yeah. knew RSS. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. There were there, bloggers for sure. Yeah. But there was, um. They knew readers,
0: yeah, right. People readers. who are
1: using that to to read, they, there they were a knew. ton.
0: Yeah, uh, Kyle on the chat room says proof that time is relative. Time seems to stand still between when you hit publish and when it shows up. in Apple. The other thing that I'm I'm starting to see, and I'm I'm kind of like really, it's like look, I had this scheduled to release at five in the morning, and I'm showing it came out at five oh eight, and I'm like, it's not radio. Like nobody's waiting at five a.m. I, I shouldn't say nobody, but I was just like. It's people are really getting, and that's, that's the stuff that I see people spend literally. It sounds like hours, like really, like I am mesmerized on the fact that this came out four minutes later than it was supposed to. And I'm like, this is what you're going to spend. You have only so much energy and only so much time. This is how you're going to grow your audience by making sure it comes out exactly. And I was just like, wow. Okay. So it's, it's a little different when I, I see that. I, I
1: can't remember the last time I actually looked or even cared. I, I don't publish mine on a time schedule when it's ready. I publish it last night. It was Friday night. I happened to, we did the show on Wednesday. So I had extra time. So I got it done Friday night. I just published it. Sometimes it's Saturday morning. Sometimes it's Sunday. I don't, I've never had an audience. Now, maybe I've lost people over this, but I've never had any, of my audience say, Hey, would you publish that on a more consistent basis? Generally my listeners i don't know about yours dave but mine are uh, episode or two or five behind yeah they don't they don't care they're like they're still just trying to catch up yeah and and, and um i mean yeah monday mornings when i get in my car i do expect to see school podcasting there
0: like right. that Right, you know but here's do, the thing monday morning you're not waiting for it at midnight on sunday you
1: know, i'm not refresh refresh, refresh yeah
0: because that's when it comes out it comes out sunday at yeah. midnight which is basically monday morning and there are times when it comes out at twelve fifteen, twelve thirty, quarter to one because dave was watching football and and that whole nine yards yeah.
1: throw throw kyle's comment up there um if it's shown up in the in the api yeah 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 I think the big worry is that even if they did their edits and even if they loaded the file right, they still need to make sure that it shows up it is the right episode right or these early especially early podcasters getting that confidence that yeah. like okay, I did all the right things and Kyle, you're a hundred percent right and i'm I'm maybe being a little too insensitive to to that aspect of it that yeah you know you kind of want to know and you're excited and this is like. Oh, you're already nervous that people are going to hear your voice. And so, I, I think, I think that's correct as well. I don't, I don't mean to be insensitive to new podcasters. I just don't, I, I, even on my enterprise shows, I don't, we, I don't care. I, they're going to catch it. Time. Yeah. Time doesn't matter. Most 90% of my audience, 99% of my audience isn't going to pick it up in the five minutes I publish it. I mean, also Dave, try to spend a lot of time getting it everywhere. So not just RSS not just to podcast players but making sure they're subscribing to it on YouTube making sure that it's available as a audio embeddable widget for off of spreaker right those kinds of things they can listen to it anywhere at any time in any way
0: the other th- i'm starting to see a small trend where people are trying how do i get the link to send it to apple like how do i send them to this episode And Apple podcasts. I know how to do it in iTunes and stuff, but again, I just want to go. And and what about the Android people? And then I thought, well, what if you're getting the link, which I don't even know if you can in Google podcasts. Um, I just like the time it would spend. I'm like, just send them to your website with subscribe buttons. Like Mm -hmm. those don't change. And you know, if you like this click here and you can get a whole bunch more for free. It just, again, these are the little things that I see people spending time on. And I'm like, on one hand, I I appreciate the fact they're trying to make it easy to get to this episode in whatever platform, but I'm like, do you know how many platforms there are? (laughs) Like, here's the one for CastBox, and here's the one for Stitcher, and it's like, holy schmoly. So here's what I like to do. when
1: I I don't often get someone confused about subscribing. They Today, they kind of figure out a way, but when I do, I call them. So Mm. that's like, if you ever want to, not many people do, but if you ever want to talk to me in person, just say you're having trouble subscribing and I will call you like I'm because there's so, like I want to ask them some questions. And then they're one, they're stunned that they get a call. Right. They're like, what, what? what, And then I'm like, OK, well, how do you like what's the easiest way for you to listen to this stuff? And I just help them set it up because if they're having that kind of trouble, generally, they're going to need somebody to walk through. They're going to give it seven seconds and they're going to quit. Right. And I do not want that. I want, I, we, we have to find a way to get these folks who can't figure out how to subscribe to subscribe. And I know that's not very scalable, but for but, those ones that can't do it, listen, if they figure out how to do it and you turn them and they love it, they, those are the ones that tell everybody.
0: Well, that's, it was going to be our thing. I'm like, my friend, that, that, that deserves one of those because here's the thing. Number one, you said it, they're going to go the, the guy from my phone or the guy from the, the YouTube is on my phone. They're going to freak out about that. It also shows that I care about my subscribers because I just called you. Right. Um, and we, were, I, we talked about this last night on the Podcasters Roundtable. There's still 49% of America that hasn't listened to a podcast. Right. And I think we need to, if we we're like talking about something and I am like, oh, yeah, I, I actually talked about that once on my podcast we need to start throwing in the phrase, has anyone ever showed you how to listen to a podcast? Because I think we're getting to the point where now it's like, oh, pod- everybody does the podcast thing. There's there's a big group in the corner that goes, I don't know what a podcast is. Do you know what I a know. podcast is? I'm not going to say anything Yeah, either. and I'm like, I don't want to sound stupid. Right. So um, I, I think we need to start doing that, open the door to like, hey, has anybody ever shown you how to – it's super easy. What kind of phone do you have? and go that route. So,
1: and they'll tell, not only will they say it, but they'll help. their also friends who don't know how to do it. Cause now they know something. They're like, "Oh, in my circle, I know how to subscribe. And they'll go out and say, Hey, have you guys like, I'm cool. I'm listening to these podcasts. Yeah. Are, you, are you listening to them too? Here, let me show you how to do it. So, you know, you help one and that will help 10. We need more of that in the podcast space. Um, and so it's just, I, I think we've got to be a little more intentional about helping people.
0: Yeah. You know who, uh, who we don't need to, to explain how to uh, to listen no, to the our podcast. Awesome, our awesome subscribers. Oh, that's right. Sure. So yeah. we are talking about, um, he said, clicking. Oh, first of all, if you want to be the teacher's pet uh, and need some one-on-one consulting at a deeply discounted rate, uh, go over again. Ask the podcast coach.com slash awesome and sign up. But I always like to thank my $20 uh, supporters. We're talking Greg from debt shepherd.com where he teaches financial wellness. Glenn the Geek Heapert over at horseradwork.com. Uh Joshua Rivers at podcasting dot com. And I need to change that. And it's podcast I'll have to get his new domain. It's podcast guy something something. Because he's actually kind of he he's he's doing an experiment with podcasting experiments by doing something else. He's doing something else podcasting related. So but I know he's he's part of the podcast guy.
1: Is like, it podcast guy media?
0: Yes, I think that's it. So uh, Max Trescott got over at aviationnewstalk.com. dot com, Shane at spybrary.com. Carrie Bond Bond, Carrie Bond. I wonder if she's ever tired of hearing that. Uh, no,
1: I'm sure she never hears
0: never that. hears that. Yeah, uh dot slash podcast. Can you see that she's going on a date? Who are you going on a date with? Oh, this guy's. I'm dying if his name is James. Nobody would ever name their kid James Bond, would they? Oh, they would. Yeah, yeah. you know, it well, like, sure it's like I'm sure it's happened. You know, or she's dating Keith and like I have a brother. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, she says never. Never heard that at all. Uh Carl White over in Life in the Carolinas podcast dot com. Kim Cradgy, who is in Boston right now. Uh, here's a, a great example of how podcasting works. I heard um podcasting step by step, which is Sarah Michatel's podcast, where Matthew Dix was on there. I bought his book, found his podcast. Talked about it on my show. And Kim Kragi is now at Matthew Dix's seminar in Boston. So there's the power of podcasting. You can find Kim's show over at Toastmasters101.net. And this is inter- This left over from last week. Yeah, I was going to say, it's actually our $1 patrons I want to talk about. Because what I'm doing now, Jim, is I pick a group rather than yeah. doing everybody. So we're talking oh, my- Alan Palmer, Adam Higgins at uh, Odd Dad Out Podcast, uh, the Audio Dice Network at audiodice.net, Anthony at root 66 podcast.com barb at anchor.fm slash barb T USA. Uh, Brandon at the Seahawkers bumble at mask me.org. That's M A S Q M E.org. Craig at ingles Uh, Chris and Brandon at Florida focus podcast.com guys, you should reach out to pod Vader. Uh, Jay Soderbergh is looking for college sports programs and that's a huge network. Um, Dave Wilson at Ottawa Works, Dan at uh based on a true story podcast.com, Dave at the Soccer Sidelines.com, Ed at uh SonicCupcake.com, a new uh, patron. Thank you, Ed. I met Ed in uh, when I went to um Boston. It was great fun. Emily ProCop at the dot podcast.com. <laughs> Garrett it, it doesn't air Garrett at UTR Media.org Gary and Margaret at BKeeepingpodcast.com, the International Latin Podcast Awards at Latinpodcastawards.com, James at creepykingdom.com, Jeff at now this one's cute, Diz that's a Z Disney Coast to Coast.com, Jason at T V times Three, and that's spelled out T H R E E. J at uh Josh at Soberspeak.com, Kyle at leveluptech.com. Lucas at Triangle Josh at on the Mark at resourcefuldesigner.com. And if you like the look of the School of Podcasting banner in the upper right hand corner, that is done by Mark. Uh, Looking good. Yeah. Looking good. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Mike at Create Pod, a podcast about the art of podcasting. Find that at createpodatx.com. Matt at Blue Ribbon Podcast. Patrick at Big Seance Podcast.com. Paul at fighting through Randall Black at you guessed it, RandallBlack.com. Ryle Davis Jr., Steve Sleeper at Earn.show, Sean at Clarineat.com, Wayne Henderson. Uh, you know what? Let's do this. Uh, if you need Wayne to do a voiceover, he sounds like this. Welcome to the podcast review show, hosted by radio veteran Eric K. Johnson from PodcastTalentCoach.com and Hall of Fame podcaster Dave Jackson. Okay. From the That's the, like so- the soothing sounds. I did the music, but Wayne did the voiceover. Um, I like it. Cody Sison and last but not least Zachary Webb at seriousabouttech.com. If you would like to be an awesome supporter, simply go over to askthepodcastcoach.com/awesome. That's really weird. I hit the, I hit the mic on uh oh whatever this thing is called, backpack studio. So, cuz I still have all the sound effects from last week. So, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't quite sure what to do with the last week. So. <laughs> Yeah, that was one where it's like, "Hey, let's try this and see what happens." And we've learned I will never do that again. So, uh, I, in fact, I, I think in the future, um, that I it was creative. I thought it was it creative. was creative. Yeah, we yeah. we will we will give it that. But it was uh, and you did that live. I did that live. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was the last. It was the
1: very first week of uh, of my high school program, so I couldn't make it. The gal who was going to cover me, I was going to try and make the show, and the gal was going to cover me I called in, so I could I couldn't make it. But yeah, it takes a lot of. I, you know, you've talked about that voice in the past and trying to, like, it really grinds on your vocal yeah. cords. And I was like, oh, crap, you're doing this for an hour?
0: No, that's why I, I was so happy when I think it was Glenn or...
1: Was that, was that staged or did you actually have somebody that magically call in? No, someone he just magically oh. called in. And I was like, oh,
0: thank you, yeah. God. Yeah, so, yeah. But here's, here's,
1: Dave, okay, just a tangent. This has nothing to do with podcasting. I'm amazed at your ability to act like two different people and have a conversation in, because that's, you know, it, when you, when you do this for school podcasting, you have some ability to edit. You did it live and you were almost like a ventrilo- ventriloquist yeah. last week because you had to be, you you had to be both voices and you had to work, you had to work those voices against each other. And that's creative. Like to me, I, I couldn't, I'd get, I can barely think about one person at a time. You had two conversations, you know. You had your, yeah. you and the and the and was it Pinky? Pinky, yeah. Pinky. You had binky going and and dude that takes that's some talent like i well, i
0: yeah it's a little uh, like, it, it's it's taking advantage of your ADD and, and
1: using yeah, it for good because <laughs> you're you're like stuck like, the, like the, the character runs away and and you've got to pull the character back right and to do that in real time creatively where it sounds real yeah. is uh, Dave that's some real talent i mean like you if you could turn if you could turn that character into a a puppet and do it, it would
0: be good. (laughs) Well, the fun thing is in my head, Binky's an idiot that is completely politically incorrect and just is, is kind of lost. Not, not so much like a madman where he's just sexually abusing people, but just, just completely, you know? um, So it's a case of like, yeah. So anytime I see something and I'm like, Ooh, we could be inappropriate here, but not be like, offensive in a way yeah. or but if but then again i could always see somebody going hey that you shouldn't say that i'm like hey, it wasn't me man it was binky so <laughs> you know so
1: it's, the it's, views it's, expressed on this <laughs> show are not necessarily those of yeah. the host or, or or the characters yeah the That yeah. uh, no, was really good i i like i again i wouldn't want to listen to it every week so that's just i think one of those kinds of things where you know be careful as you get out of character on your yeah. podcast that's probably unless you get overwhelming you get but it was fun. It was fun. I made it through i don't know, half or three quarters of yeah. it um, before I ran out of time. But it. Uh, listen, I, I think it was. I think it, it was. It was a risk.
0: Like, yeah. It was. It was. Risk. It was one when I was like, going, "Am I really going to do this?" And I'm like, eh, it, "It'll either work or we'll have a good story to talk about how people went." Wow, that was really bad. Do, do you feel like I felt like it? It, amped up
1: your thinking cycles because you were constantly now thinking about two characters instead of one. And you were worried about having enough to keep going. And I felt like that pushed you a little bit faster on your Uh, cadence than
0: normal. Yeah. The thing that I noticed, number one, when I, when we got done, I was exhausted because it's one thing to be on and run the show and hit the buttons and record. But now I'm doing all this other stuff. When I edited that show, I was an absolute, um, machine. I cut it. I mean, because usually normally I don't cut them out. I just, I will occasionally maybe, you know, but it was just, and, um, uh, cause I'm trying to figure out what to do next. And there wasn't anybody like today while you were talking about Eventbrite, I looked down and I was like, oh crap, I don't have PowerPoint running in the background. So while you're doing that, I'm doing that. So there was, there was nobody to like, Hey, talk for two minutes while I fix this over here. And so that was when I, when I listened back, I'm like, I am an um machine and you're right. I was talking a little fast. A little, just everything was amped up just a, a bit more.
1: Just, well, I think you were just, it's one of those kinds of things where you're, you're, it's a format you're not, not necessarily used to. And you're just, you get excited about it. I know when I have a big guest on, I yeah. do the same thing. Like I, yeah. you can, the pitch comes up a little bit, the temp, the, the, you know, the, the volume comes up a little bit. The intensity comes up a little bit. And I just felt like you were a little intent, not in a bad way, yeah. but it was just a little more intense than normal. Yeah. But well, I, was I was thinking about what you were doing. Like, if I didn't know you, I would have been like, wow, who is this? Yeah. Is this
0: well, that, the, the chat room was like, what is what's happening? What's going on? Yeah. Um, I didn't look at the video. I only watched the yeah. audio. I should go back and watch the video. <laughs> Kyle says, Dave Jackson presents Bink in the Wizard at Christmas. That's got it. It's got stockings, man. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, yeah, it'd be great. So, <laughs> um, See, you can think
1: about the inappropriate. When you do, when you right. when you, when you do, Binky, and you're okay saying it, you would never say no. that in, out of character, okay. right? So that's creative. See, I can't, I, I barely, I barely can think as one person, much ra- less two.
0: Well, roses are red, violets are blue. I'm a schizophrenic, and so am I. So, <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, speaking of Christmas, we got a present. Uh, I think it's either today or yesterday. Um, podcastmagazine.com dot com has put out their inaugural. Uh, what you call it? And I'm actually in it, but I'm not so in it. That's the other one that um, I gave them the, the new logo and I was talking to Jim pre-show for some reason I cannot, I'm literally grabbing my shirt and pulling my new logo into, <laughs> into the reality. It's not, I, I'm working on a new landing page. Dude, it's for really good. Party. Yeah. It's
1: really good. Like stop, stop worrying about it. Yeah. So. Just release that podcast, Dave Jackson. Just yeah. release it.
0: That's it. And I'm I'm laughing because yeah. I'm working on all these other projects, everything but what I should be doing. And I don't, I don't know why it's that is. Really,
1: I, it's a really good logo. Yeah, like it's it's really really good.
0: Yeah, Chris says last week kept us guessing. I didn't know if Ren and Stempy were next. So, you idiot! You're yeah, right. <laughs> <Rub>. <laughs> so. Um, but anyway, here's my question: podcastmagazine.com dot com. It's apparently you can get it on an app. You can read it. It's got this cool thing where you can read it online. What are your thoughts on this? Is it going to like, cause to me, I'm like, I think it's a good run. I think there's still a space for this. I think it's made for the podcast listener. I think that's where I have the disconnect because I'm looking at it going, where's the podcast about this. Can I just listen to the interviews? But it's not made. I don't think for podcasters, even though it's called podcaster magazine or no, it isn't. It's podcast magazine. There have been other ones. I think there was a podcaster magazine. There was Pottertainment. There have been a few.
1: I just don't know how many people are wondering. Hmm. I wonder if there's a magazine about podcasting. Like yeah. I just I don't that's one of the things uh I don't know if that audience is engaged enough yet to be thinking along those lines. Now, if the paper version is great, if that's what they're doing, if they have an an electronic version of it, awesome. If they market it properly. Yeah, Yeah. maybe, maybe there is. I just don't see a market for people wondering like, man, I'd really like to learn more about podcast listening. (laughs) Well, isn't that just listening to podcasts? Well, they,
0: they do have a hot 50, which is, um, a, it's a, it's a pinup man. A bunch of dudes that are 50 and they're white. The hot fifth. No, uh, (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, we're, it's supposed to be a curated oh list of people. Like, so to me, it's another chart that people can gain. Cause I was thinking, you know what? Not only is there a magazine about podcasts, is there another chart that we can game, but I'm interested. It's, it looks really well done. Um, when I got interviewed, cause I'm in this episode, in this, uh, edition, um, <laughs> I got interviewed for a long time and they, they, uh, it's funny cause it says how to get banned in 20 minutes by, <laughs> Uh, one of podcast OGs, because I told that story about how I found a, an old, uh, it, this was pre-Facebook, and it was a forum. And I walked in, it was ex-DJs. And I was like, oh, you know, it was very much, oh, you know, kind of thing. And uh, I walked in, didn't announce, so I just started pimping the school of podcasting, he said, hitting the microphone. And uh, they banned me in 20 minutes. They're like, yeah, who is this spamming fool? That's mm-hmm. why we say, know where your audience is, go to where yeah. they are, make yeah. friends with them. You have to make friends yeah. with them. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, Fred says I saw the No Agenda show it was number thirty. Hot fifty. I've not checked out the Hot fifty yet to see what's. Does anybody know what number one is? I'm going to guess Joe Rogan. It's good to it's good to have him. Um, Leo ripped
1: on Joe this week on oh, really? uh, Windows Weekly. Not ripped, but it was kind of a it was kind of a backhanded comment about they the three of them. You know, it's Paul Therott, Mary Joe Foley, and Leo that do Windows Weekly. And they opened the show the first ten minutes talking about nothing about tech. It was all personal kind of thing. And Leo said, "Hey, you know, if we were high, we'd have the Joe Rogan show right
0: now." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, apparently, Fred's read this. He goes, "I thought the podcast magazine uh, was tuned for a specific audience. I was a bit disappointed and sent some feedback for uh, Steve Ulcher." Um, so I have yet to read it yet. I just I was today was the first day I cracked it, and the first thing I had to say is like, okay. How can I get this big enough to where I can, can
1: read? Well, I hope they can make it work. Like we want yeah. these kinds of things to work. So yeah. hopefully they can make it financially viable and sell enough advertising in it. Or is it? It's not subscription. It's free. I'm assuming right? it is
0: free. And yeah. last I heard, they had we're talking tens of twenties of thirties of thousands of people that are subscribed to that thing. So that's a matter if they will read it. And uh, Cliff is uh, wow. I am. I'm like Creskin. Number one, Joe Rogan experience. I there's, never.
1: There's a, yeah. Uh, there's wow. a shocker.
0: There's a, there's an actual chart for Ohio school. of Podcasting was number one in Ohio. I think they're being kind to you. Well, that's yeah. just because I listen to my show all the time. Um, interesting. Uh, all,
1: the, all, the, all the good stuff comes out of Ohio.
0: Yeah. Of, um, college football. Yeah. They're talking about podcast user magazine. It did well, good enough. Um, but he said that it was a volunteer effort and only a couple people knew how to use desktop editing <laughs> software. Yeah. News. I I have been on many. I was the editor of the student newsletter at Stark State University. And how I got that job is the first year I went to school, I was a writer for the newsletter. And the next year, everybody graduated. And they're like, well, you're the only guy left. You're the editor. And I was like, oh, okay." But I've I I've been involved with many different newsletters. It's always a great idea. And people like, oh, man, I'll contribute Until the, until episode or or edition number two, that's when you find out who's really involved. You're like, oh, I have to write another one. You're like, yeah. Like how many? Yeah. So that's always kind of. They gave uh, it
1: all away in their first one. That's, that's generally, I mean, that's another thing podcasters do in their early podcasts. They give everything away in the first three episodes. They, everything they've ever known, everything they've ever wanted to say, they just vomit on their audience in the first three episodes. And then you're like, Oh, what do we say next? Uh, you know, you got to hold some of that stuff back. Leave people wondering. Don't you know? We we um, in in a lot of the interviews that I do, uh, especially with some of the some of the pros that we have at Gallup, and maybe they haven't been on the podcast before. And as they prep for it, they you know they they prep to say about fifteen things, and I'm like, guys, it needs to be like three, maybe two. It goes so fast. And when we do a 20 minute episode, really, it's like one point two five things. Yeah. No, because it just goes too fast. And people, you don't need to drop every little bit of knowledge you've ever known on anybody in the first in the first. When I was when I was going to college, I went to a Christian liberal arts school. And surprisingly, I was going to work in the church. I was going to be a pastor. And I, um, I remember I got my first chance to preach at this big church. It had been my home church when I'd been in the military. And I went back and I went, I did like a 48 minute sermon and it was supposed to be like 20. And and, and that's what I did. I just like, I, I, I worked on this, this message for like four weeks and it had all these points and all this stuff I wanted to bring in. And And in the debrief, the pastor was like, well, you went too long. (laughs) You know, you said too much. Uh, You you tried to get too many things. And it's just kind of that lesson. Like, I think sometimes we need to leave people, sometimes these magazines too, like the very first episodes, like you're saying, the very first print is like 59 pages. And you're like, yeah, I'm not sure everybody's going to get through that much material. Hold some back, you know, hold some stuff back.
0: Well, that's like when you make a lead magnet for your podcast. Or if you're trying to get people on an email list and people will, will write war and peace. And you're like, no, no, lead magnet should fix one thing yeah. that your audience wants. Here's how you do it. Here's the six steps. Just do this, this, that, and that. And your problem is solved. And people are like, no, it's a 15 page. I'm like, mm, I'm not sure that's what people, you know, they want. They're, they're, they're yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No. Um, right on. In the chat room, he says, uh, that's one reason when a new uh, podcaster asks, this is from based on a true story podcast, uh, asked me for a tip. I suggest they write down a year's worth of episode ideas before starting. A year's a bit much, but that, boy, I tell you what, that will separate the men from the boys. It's good exercise. Yeah, just go through I think that. say 10, right? But, that's what I usually say, 10. Give me 10. And 45. they're like, oh, I, I always love when it's like 10. That's easy. And then you go, great. And they get to six and they start going, um, I could, um, like, no, we need 10. Oh yeah, I got 10
1: ideas. Do you yeah. write them down? Let's, let's see if you do. Yeah. And you're right. You're right. You get six or seven and you're like, Hmm, what are those last ones?
0: Yeah. And that's when you go. And, and in some cases I always mention people that look, you don't, you know, this doesn't have to be an ongoing thing. If you just want to do a series with six episodes, you can do that. We can, we can position that. So it sounds like it was planned as opposed to you just, died after episode six to make it sound like and this is the last episode we're going to be talking about such and such you know or it could be a season you know
1: we're doing more of those mini series inside of our podcast Mm. so you know the podcast just keeps going but we're like we're we're right now we're grinding through a four-part series on teams and managers and so you know hey it's going to be four parts and in one we reference two three and four and two we reference one three and four and three Mm. right You kind of build them all together as a packet, but that doesn't mean it sits on its own. It still sits in the feed. It's still part of the whole series, but it's a little mini series. I have four of those lined up for the first half of the year, these four, four part series on things. And it just kind of helps people, I think, organize like, Oh yeah, there was a teams and manager series that's going on. And actually for us, that's the whole umbrella for the year. And then we have various focusing on the manager and some on the teams and some on activities and some of those kinds of things. So it just I, I do like the idea even of doing mini series inside of your current podcast feed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did have one quick question. I'm looking down at the clock. It's almost 1130 already. Oh, so fast. This is from uh, Crystal in a Facebook group. She says, any advice on how to keep a conversation going without talking about yourself? I'm sure this seems like a crazy question. My personality is such that I interject personal experiences to, to relate to my guest. Now I'm worried that I shouldn't be shifting the conversation away from my topic or my guest. What say you, I will let you go first. Well, what I do, Dave,
1: (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's hard not to like, Mm. it's hard not to interject, especially as a, as a, um, is the host to do this. Yeah. And just let your guest do it because let's let's take Jim Harold. We've he's been on before, we've mm-hmm. talked about him. He's got podlords and and Jim's got some opinions of some things to say about podcasting and he has his guests on. He kinda splits the, the that 50-50 with his guest on those where he interjects some of his his wisdom on this and the guest interjects some of theirs. That's kind of his style. And I kinda like it. I mean, I, I wanna hear from Jim. He's been podcasting forever. I think he's yeah. got some things to say. I think it works for Jim in his case. Um, So I think you have to measure it for everybody. It's a little bit different, but I think you have to measure that Dave. I mean, think in this case, well, I'm on every week and we're hosts. So maybe this is a bad example on home gadget geeks. I try to get out of the way as
0: much as I can. Yeah. They're also listening because they want to hear my take on it.
1: Right. So, well, you got to balance that. I think
0: it is. We just on the podcast review show, it's not out yet. I'm editing it when we get done here. Um, we had a guy on and it's weird because usually it's the opposite. Most podcasters are kind of introverts. They ask their question. Uh, this guy, every time the guest, you know, finished their answer, he went into, we're talking three, four minute story about something in his life to where it was like, it was like 60, 40. And we kind of went, mm, dude, the good news is you're not shy. The bad news is he's like, you know, let your guest get it." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no, that that can happen, and it can it can derail quickly. Well,
0: and what I what I do is a lot of times I I do what I call a me too. Somebody will say, you know, you can you can make a, a really successful podcast without a large audience. Say that's one of my guests, and I'll go, oh man, let me talk about special mouse, and I'll talk about this super niche thing. I will cut that out because that that's that good. that ought, the the guest already made the point. I don't need to hit it home again. But because it's a conversation. I will definitely have the conversation. I just cut it out. So, but uh, yeah, good. Hey,
1: before, as you're playing the music, yes. let's, just, let's just remind folks, it's tax season. Uh, <laughs> it's tax season here in the United States. If you're a podcaster, you do have to file for your taxes. So yes. make sure you're, I'm stacking up. I've stacked up all my stuff, getting ready to file here in the next couple of days.
0: We, yeah, that's, that, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to in March. I'm like, that's when I'm like. Because I'm traveling and all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? We're just not going to. I got all the paperwork. It's stacking in. I'm about every other day, I get a 1099 from somebody. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, here's another well, one that.
1: It's at a time for some people. Like yeah. other people just block out four hours and get it done.
0: That's what I do. I, I get all my stuff together uh, and I pull off the band aid and go, oof, do we have that? Do I have that in the bank? Ugh. So,
1: yeah. Pretty- yeah, Chris. Sorry, Chris. I didn't mean to bring the vibe
0: <laughs> out. Just, just
1: PSA. Just, I, I, I care about you guys, so make sure you get your taxes. Done. Yeah,
0: absolutely, Jim. What's coming up on the Average Guy TV? Yeah,
1: so, uh, Mike Wieger, my co-host, just built a new gaming rig, and he was a Mac guy who's now converted to Windows. Ooh. I know, crazy talk. We also talk about this crazy toilet paper robot. So, join us over the, Yeah, I did said you say toilet, toilet paper robot? I did. Think of a Roomba for toilet paper. Yeah, Dave. What happens if you're okay? Right. You're in the bathroom.
0: I live alone, man. I need but a toilet paper toilet robot. Paper
1: so you open up because it's in the cabinet, right? And you open up, and that is empty. What do you do? You invoke your toilet paper robot. The Average Guy TV.
0: Yeah, I'm sucked in. I'm listening. Uh, on the School of Podcasting, you will hear my interview with Eric Newsom, who worked for NPR, who worked for Audible. Uh, and the author of the book, Make Noise. A uh, couple really, really good points in this. Uh, and I, I'm going to share one when we go into post show that, uh, since we're talking about interviews and stuff. But uh, speaking of the post show, thank you to the chat room. Thank you to our awesome supporters. Ask the podcastcoach.com slash awesome. And uh, stick around for that lovely post show.